بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فاما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان الاصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear brothers sisters elders as i mentioned in my last khutbah which was titled living in the revolution there are three things that we must change in our approach to life to leverage the benefits of technology and counter its ill effects change the way we connect with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam change the way we teach and educate and change the way we relate to one another i mentioned to you what we need to do with regard to changing the way we connect with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam last jumah Today we look at the challenges of education and what we need to change. A little bit of history lesson is important so let me go with that. In the 15th century in medieval Europe the conflict between the church and scientists came to a head. The pope was Pope Urban VIII and the scientist in question of course there were many others but the one I want to talk about is Galileo. Galileo's theory of Copernican heliocentrism which is the earth rotating on its own axis as well as revolving around the sun was opposed by the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church believed in the centricity of the earth and that the earth was stationary and that the sun was revolving around the earth that was their theory. The matter was investigated by the Roman Inquisition in 1615 which concluded that heliocentrism and i quote was foolish and heretical and therefore and because it contradicted holy scripture and so they rejected that to so galileo as a result of that then defended his views in a publication which is called the dialogue concerning the two chief world systems in 1632 Unfortunately that paper seemed to attack Pope Urban VIII and thus Galileo was tried by the Inquisition and found 
vehemently he was guilty of vehemently suspect of heresy of irtidad of being a murtad from christianity and he was forced to recant and then he spent the rest of his life under house arrest the reason i'm mentioning this is because we muslims inherited this conflict between the church in our case our ulama and scientists without a reason because in fact there is no conflict in islam between science and our theology the purpose of science is to peel back the layers of the appearance of objects to reveal their underlying nature the purpose of islam is to peel back the layers of the appearance of objects to reveal their underlying purpose we need both let us see why the confusion happens in practice i call it the why versus how conundrum the why versus how i want you to keep these two words in your mind why versus how confusion when you ask why something happens what you what are you asking why is it happening science tells you how it happens for example if you ask why do rogue waves happen you are told waves coming at different speeds from different directions suddenly meet and mingle into one big rogue wave strong waves collide with fast flowing ocean currents coming from the opposite direction slowing down the waves so they pile up and they form rogue waves or tidal waves this answer is perfectly correct but not for the question you asked think about this the answer is correct there's nothing wrong with the answer but that's not the answer to your question ask yourself is this the quest is this the answer to the question why or is it the answer to the question how do rogue waves happen if you ask the same question how do rogue waves happen what will be the answer exactly the same answer how can you have the same answer for two different questions there is a why and there is a how you get the point i'm making this is not semantics this is the confusion in the mind as i told you both are important why is important how is important but not in the same way also if you want to know how to change something you must know why it happened just understanding the mechanics is not sufficient you need to know the reason the real answer to why can only be given by the one who made it happen let me give you another simpler example suppose you invite me home for dinner and make hyderabadi biryani anything else called a biryani is a farce there is only one biryani and that is hyderabadi biryani get this into your minds so you make this i will be absolutely delighted then imagine overcome with happiness i ask you ya habibi my dear my dear beloved brother why did you do this what's my question why did you do this so abdullah says to me take a pot wash it well 
then take good quality basmati rice wash that well then cut up mutton because biryani by with any other meat is bidha wash the mutton well in lime juice and then water i say hello hold on hold on hold on i asked you why did you take all the trouble to make this biryani and you are teaching me how to cook biryani you are telling me the recipe for biryani now i agree it's nice to know what is the recipe for biryani but for me it's easier to come to your house and eat it so what does abdullah tell me he says sheikh no no hold on that's what i'm telling you man just listen take a pot wash it take rice take meat you get the point i'm making now his just the answer take a pot take wash it uh, rice what not what is the answer wrong no it's just the and uh, the, the answer is not to the question i'm asking him what is the right answer to that question why did you make biryani for me why what's the, what's the right answer i need to tell you that also put the words in your mouth why to impress me that he knows how to make biryani i was about to say because he loves me but i don't think he does because he would have said that right the problem is that if you continue to answer the question why with a method with a system with a process you are not trashing the system and process we need that but it still does not tell me why that thing is happening the reason we don't know the source of confusion in modern education that is taught without considering the nature of the creator and his will jalla jalalu that is the root of the confusion since the creator is not recognized and his will is not recognized this leads to gaps in knowledge which are then attempted to be closed by answering the question why with how like the example i gave you with rogue waves for example if you ask people you ask a geologist why do earthquakes happen they will tell you because of the movement of tectonic plates so okay fantastic thank you very much how do earthquakes happen by the movement of tectonic plates excuse me i just asked you why do earthquakes happen you are telling me movements of tectonic plates i'm asking you how do earthquakes happen same answer right does it make sense but what do they do what can they do because the answer to why it happens is only one because of the amr of allah because of the hukam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained it but when you don't want to believe in allah when you don't want to accept allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what can you do you're stuck only when we understand this confusion then we can begin to ask the real question what brings about these orders of allah why is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordering an earthquake why is he ordering a tidal wave why is he ordering a typhoon why is he ordering a tornado only when we recognize allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can we understand the question why and then what can we do to ensure that the orders of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are always those of reward and khair and baraka and not those of punishment again i re- i repeat knowing how something happens is important 
but knowing why is equally if not more important because when we confuse the reason with the method we lose the lesson in the experience experience is not what happens to you but what you learn from what happens to you but when you start by refusing to acknowledge allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how can you answer the question why does something happen it is part of iman bil ghaib to recognize this connection between human actions and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decisions it is also essential to recognize this if we want those decisions to change allah told us why these things happen allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said zahra al fasad fi al barri wal bahri bima kasabat aydi an nas liyuziqahum ba'da alladhi amilu la'allahum yarjun allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said mischief has appeared on the land and the sea all your earthquakes and 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 tidal waves and what not all the trials and tribulations of life all the pandemics and epidemics and all sorts of stuff right zahar al fasad fi al barri wal bahr all kinds of problems fasadat on the land and the sea are because of the deeds of people bima kasabat aydin nas because of the deeds of people and why does allah allow that to happen liyuziqahum ba'da alladhi amilu la'allahum yarjun so that allah may give you a taste of some of their deeds a taste of the effect of those deeds so that you return to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's like a little child in the kitchen is extending his hand towards the fire the fire looks nice it's warm it's you know leaping flames orange nice colors changing the child is putting his hand towards the flame and the mother says don't do it don't do it finally what does she do she slaps him on the wrist that pains but that pain is much less than the pain that this child will feel if it put if he actually puts his hand into the fire this is the rahma of allah subhanahu wa taala you might say how is a tornado rahma how is how is covid 19 or whatever right how is covid how is corona a rahma it's a rahma because if you use it for the purpose that allah sent it meaning to return to allah subhanahu wa taala to repent to allah subhanahu wa taala to change our lives and change our ways then this is rahma because it saves us from the punishment of allah subhanahu wa taala on the day of judgment which will be a lot worse than wearing a mask believe me my brothers and sisters The mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is visible in every single thing we do. Aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa li sa'il muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد In the words of one of our greatest ulama of the subcontinent Allama Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi rahmatullahi alayhi he said the greatest corruption was when we separated religious knowledge from scientific knowledge The greatest corruption was when we separated religious knowledge 
from scientific knowledge. And that is what needs to be corrected. Not Islamization of knowledge because for a lot of time Islamization of the, instead of saying A, a for apple, we say A for Allah. What is that? The apple is the khudrat of Allah. So what's wrong with saying A for apple? We must get off these cosmetic changes, real changes, fundamental changes in how we approach science, how we approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to Islamize our character and our ethics and values and morals so that the knowledge that we acquire is used only to spread goodness all around us, to all creatures, human, animal and environment. It is tarbiyah that we need. Tarbiyah focused on taqwa wal ihsan. No time to go into the details here. I just want to put some markers for you to reflect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us how to teach. Allah actually told us how to teach in the Quran. The problem is we learn, we recite the ayah in a beautiful way and we leave it there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ لَآيَاتٍ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقْعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ Allah did not say, أَوْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاتِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ and in the alternation of night and day, there are indeed signs for people of understanding. Who are those people? Those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always standing, sitting and lying down on their sides. And Allah did not say or. Allah didn't say this or that. And they think deeply about the creation of the heavens and the earth. Saying, our Rabb, you have not created all of this in vain without purpose. Glory to you. Give us salvation from the torment of the fire. There are three critical elements in this ayah, in these ayahs, two ayahs. First, after telling us that intelligent people can see his signs in his creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described intelligent people. He said, who are these people? He said that they are first and foremost people who know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they remember him in all aspects of their lives. For them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is real. The meeting with Allah is real. Allah's pleasure is real. Allah is their first priority. For them, nothing is more important than pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And everything else in their lives revolves around that. This means that these people are those who have taqwa and whose first and only concern is never to displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who they love more than anyone and anything else. They love Allah, they are connected to Him, Jalla Jalaluhu, and they remember Him constantly. Intelligent people are not people who have an IQ of 200. They are people who recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please remember that dhikr is not merely repeating the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is to stop and ask ourselves before every action and speech, does this please Allah? Imam al-Nawi in the Muqaddimah, in the introduction of Ar-Riyadu Salihin, he defined niya. What is niya? He said, Al-Idharu niya fi kulli aqwal wa fi kulli amal wa fi kulli ahwal al-barizatu wal-khafi. He said the awareness, the idhar, 
top primary, top of the mind, visible in my face. Of the intention. In everything we say, in everything we do, and in every condition and circumstance that we find ourselves in, whether it is visible or whether it is hidden. That is the first attribute of intelligence according to the one who created intelligence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second attribute is that these people, these intelligent people who are connected with Allah are concerned with the world. They are not sitting in a cave somewhere. They are not monks. They are not Rahman. They are people who research in the creation. In the beautiful bayan of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used only one word, fikr. To encompass every form of research that we can ever undertake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this universe and the laws that govern it. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the law of gravity. Newton described it. Thanks to this law, we are all sitting here in safety instead of flying off into deep space because of centrifugal force. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the laws of thermodynamics and Fowler and Guggenheim described and listed them in 1930s. There are too many of those things, too many things to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those. So I will leave you to read up what Fowler and Guggenheim wrote about the laws of thermodynamics and then to fall in sujood and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the law of aerodynamics and lift, thanks to which an A380 aircraft with a fully laden weight of 91,000 kilograms takes to the air. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the law of displacement and Archimedes described it. Thanks to that, a tanker or container ship with a dead weight of 200,000 tons of steel floats on water. Just imagine, I mean, this is something which will blow your mind, right? We should be dancing in the streets and say, this is by Allah. Teach science like this to your children. You will create awliya Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the Pacific with a Mariana Trench which is 11 kilometers deep. What does that mean? It means if you take Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, and take it up, pick it up from there and drop it into the Mariana Trench, there will be Three kilometers of water above the tip of, of Mount Everest. Because Mount Everest is eight kilometers tall. The Mariana Trench is 11 kilometers deep. What is the meaning of that? It means that sunlight never, never reached the bottom of the Mariana Trench from the day Allah created the world. There is complete darkness. And a temperature of that down below is 4 degrees Celsius. Now you might say, why is it not 0 degrees? Read up the anomalous expansion of water. And if they didn't teach you that in school, go and ask your teacher, what are you teaching me in physics? This is the problem. You have a serious, serious problem with education, whether it is so-called secular education or religious education, both are in serious trouble. You want to send your children to this after school that we are doing here? Be prepared. 
this is what they are going to learn you don't want to learn you don't want them to learn that you want them to remain in this fractured education don't send them here that's not going to happen here they are going to see the creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the lens of muhammadur rasulullah from the lens of the quran you want that send them here you don't want that don't send them here this after school is not some you know madrasa to graduate your children and 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 grade them on something no we'll open their eyes now brothers and sisters at the bottom of the mariana trench the water pressure is 1086 bars and that is 15750 psi pounds per square inch enough to squash a nuclear submarine flat to pulp yet allah subhanahu wa taala created marine animals that live there in perfect safety even though they are not made of titanium steel tell me do you teach these things in your schools i know we don't teach them in the madrasas how then do you claim to teach the quran define what is this you you are teaching quran define for me what is the meaning what is your definition of teaching quran i think the the thing that we are absolutely masters of nobody can beat us is in fooling ourselves number 1 in the world do you think we need to change that i want to listen to you do you think we need to change that yes or no you're going to sit here till asar if you don't tell me if you don't answer me do we need to change this yes alhamdulillah the critical to the second attribute of the ayah is the word and wa yatafakkarun allah did not say aw yatafakkarun allah did not say that intelligent people are those who do one or the other allah said intelligent people are those who do this in the sequence and that is the third attribute in the sequence first introduce allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to the students then research in the creation and the result will be ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا سبحانك سبحانك فقنا عذاب النار the result of the sequence oh our rab you have not created this in vain this is not an accident accidents break things accidents not don't make things You say my car is not working. Go run it into the wall. It will start working. Have an accident. You will create muttaqi scientists. You will create scientists and technologists who will see the signs of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and fulfill the purpose of the Quran, which began with the command "Iqra," read. When people study in this sequence, they remember that one day they will meet Allah. and they will yearn for that day when they will meet and they will be with the one they love my brothers and sisters it is my dream share it with me if you want whether you do or not it is my dream that a day will come when there will be a cardiac surgeon and change that tie with anything else A cardiac surgeon holds the scalpel in his hand, 
And that hand is the hand about which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. In the hadith Qudsi, my slave comes so close to me that I become the hand by which he holds. And then before he makes the incision, he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for shifa. Because he knows that shifa is not in his hand. Shifa is in the hands of the one who is ashafi. And after the operation is over, he goes across the street and gives the khutbah for Juma in the masjid. The same cardiac surgeon. That is my dream. There's no conflict between science and religion Islam. Conflict happens when we want to ignore the creator and develop knowledge. It's a basic principle in life that you cannot ignore the source of your own power. Since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of all knowledge, it is oxymoronic to imagine that you can develop knowledge while ignoring the source of knowledge. And that is why there is so much confusion and discord. Because this thinking can only, this thinking can only lead to misguidance. Our ulama are equally at fault for preaching hatred of science while running to scientists, also called doctors, when the qulub of the ulama are in wajd. Right? When, you're, when your qalb, when your heart is dancing to the tune of Michael Jackson, then you run to the scientists who you, who you have been trashing all your life. We must discard this, this, this hypocritical stand. Stop being hypocrites. And start teaching the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed. Teach science through the lens of the revelation of the Quran. To people who know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are connected to him Jalla Jalaluhu. And the result will be what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described. Which I mentioned before. رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ سُبْحَانَكَ فَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُنَّنَا مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبَّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَكَفِّرَنَّا سَيِّئَاتِنَا وَتَوَفَّنَا مَعَ الْأَبْرَارِ اللَّهُمَّ اهْدِنَا فِي مَنْ هَدَيْتَ وبارك لنا فيما عطيت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فإنه لا يضل من وليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر عدع الدين اللهم شد شملهم ودمر ديارهم ومزق جمعهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا معهم اللهم مخزل من خزل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسابه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفرنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عذو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا السلام